preaching text for this morning is from Hebrews chapter 1. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets, but in these last days he has spoken to us by a son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he also created the worlds. He is the reflection of God's glory and the exact imprint of God's very being, and he sustains all things by his powerful word. When he made his purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. The word of the Lord. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Sometimes I get tired and sometimes I grow weary. God is good, and my life is full of blessings right now. A new baby grandson, healthy and happy. A daughter getting married. The privilege of attending seminary. All for which I am profoundly grateful. However, each of these blessings also contain some burden. The difficult and somewhat risky birth of Gabriel to one daughter came in the midst of final wedding preparations for another daughter. Two daughters needed me at the same time. And also, my Hebrew class just keeps getting harder. So I found myself in a hospital waiting room studying vocabulary flashcards and trying to think of someone who could accompany Brooke to her final bridal dress fitting, knowing that somebody would not be the same as having her mother with her for that special moment. I found myself praying, Jesus, you multiplied the loaves and the fishes. I need you to multiply me. I need to be in at least three different places at the same time. These are everyday blessings and burdens of a life. And I know you all share similar times. And they can be tiring. What makes me grow weary are the things I hear about in the news, things that make my burdens seem minuscule. Families in cages on our border, people with billions of dollars versus people with not enough to eat, climate change creating havoc, wars between nations, hostility between people over race, religion, politics, and always it seems that the children suffer the most. I hear about these things and I grow weary because I feel powerless and overwhelmed with not knowing what to do. And I find myself praying, Jesus, now would be a good time for you to come back. Which I must confess, I really don't know what I mean by that except the longing for all the suffering and the injustice to come to an end. 
All this was on my mind when I finally read the scripture for today. And it was like balm for my soul. When I am stressed, I often like to read poetry to escape into the images that the words create. Both of our scripture readings today are poetic, full of beautiful and powerful images of Jesus. The writer of Hebrews was likely writing to a congregation stressed and wearied from facing persecution because of their faith, and also wondering and worrying about what they thought was the more imminent return of Jesus. I think it is brilliant that the author does not start by admonishing them to hold on to their faith or even cheerleading them, but rather reminds them and gives them what God does and who Jesus is with beautiful and powerful images. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets, but in these last days, he has spoken to us by a son, heir of all things, the reflection of God's glory, the exact imprint of God's very being, God's powerful word. When we are stressed and world weary, to escape into the words and images of God is not a bad thing. As we face the problems of our life and the problems of the world, Sabbath rest is necessary. And in that rest, we can regain strength and clarity. There were two things from this passage that lifted me and encouraged me. First were the words, God has spoken to us. This God, from whom all things come into being and without whom not one thing would come into being, this God, the giver of life and light, creator and sustainer of all the world, this God, speaks to us, to you. These last days, God has spoken to us by a son. These last days are our days. God has spoken to us by a son, and God continues to speak to us today through God's son, through the hymns that we sing, through the words of absolution we are given, through our prayers, through the forgiveness and blessing we find in the bread and the wine, the body and blood of Jesus given for us. God speaks to us through each other, through the hearing and preaching of God's word. God continues to speak and act to create and sustain. As I was working on this sermon, two real-world images sat in my mind's eye. The first was a picture from inside one of the detention camps where we are holding children. The vice president and an entourage of politicians was touring the camp. 
In the picture, I saw stark white walls, mats on cement, flo silver foil blankets, young children dressed in odd clothing gathered around a TV that was on a table. On the table were three small bags of gummy bears for snacks. The very important adults were gathered awkwardly behind a small group of children staring at them. And the children, you could tell, couldn't decide if they should keep looking at the TV or if they should keep an eye on the people behind them. One man was trying to talk to one of the children. As a teacher, I have occasionally had important groups of adults come into my classroom to observe. I know how my students act, how they hold their breath, how they lower their eyes, how they try to make themselves smaller, how they look to me for reassurance. But in this picture, there didn't seem to be a reassuring adult for these kids to look to. But there were armed guards. I also didn't see any toys or soft stuffed animals, no warm blankets, no children sitting on an adult's lap. In fact, what I did see was a little girl about two or three years old, about the age of my granddaughter, Grace sitting all by herself behind the group of very important people, sitting all by herself on some metal bleachers. It was a snapshot of life in the camp for these children. It was an image, sharp, sharp, white, metallic, that broke both my mom and my teacher heart. Friday night, there were vigils held in cities all over our country for those being detained in camps on the border. The gathering organization was called Lights for Liberty. I watched a video of one, and I saw people of all faiths and no faith in the soft, rosy, fading light of sunset, sunset, gathered together, holding candles and, and cell phone lights, singing all together in Spanish and English. With lights glowing, they were singing the old Pete Seeger civil rights song, We Are Not Afraid Today, for deep in my heart, I do believe we shall overcome someday. It was an image that I know was repeated in cities all throughout our country. It was beautiful and moving. And I thought, God is speaking and acting and moving through these gatherings. Another part of our reading says, Jesus is the exact imprint of God's very being. A professor from Luther made the analogy of an imprint on a coin. How the imprint on a coin is a promise that the worth of the coin is backed up by the power and wealth of the country that issued it. 
Jesus is the exact imprint of God coming to us and saying, the things I promise have the authority of God. What does Jesus promise us? Forgiveness, life abundant, new creation, reconciliation, to never leave us, any of us, alone. Saturday morning, another daughter, Tony, texted me a verse from Psalm 8 because she liked it so much. It says, He will judge the world in righteousness. He will govern the people with justice. The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Those who know your name will trust in you, for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. I responded to Tony that yes, that was a very beautiful psalm, and I reminded her that especially that last line was a promise, a promise that was repeated by Jesus. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. In these days, God is still speaking to us. God is still acting in our world. God is still inviting us to be a part of God's movement in the world. God is still keeping the promises of God's powerful word. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness will not overcome it. Amen.